Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. Welcome. Yeah, it's time for another word of encouragement for you this week from Pastor Deborah and Agape Love, Love is Here's global teaching ministry. We're in my living room. Yeah, but we're being recorded in a Zoom Pro and I'm using a motion video by Pixabay. Yeah. But really, we are out in the realm of the spirit. We are in the Garden of Eden right now. And I'm teaching with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's right. So thank you, Pixabay, for your wonderful motion video. Thank you, Zoom Pro. Yeah. This week's word of encouragement video for you is number 47 of the year 20. 22. We're almost at the end of the year, and then I'll start for 2023. You need and deserve to have a word of encouragement at least once a week. There are many other ways and other people that are doing that because life is hard. It's difficult, stressful, a lot of ick and death and war and fear going on all the time. And we all need help. That's right. So let's get ready. Mm -hmm. And this one is entitled, Who is your refuge in times of trouble? That's a good one. Let's pray first. And then let's get into the teaching. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of spirit and truth for our spirit. For you told us that your words are spirit, and they are too our spirit. They are our spirit's nourishment, our milk, our bread, our wine, our meat, to help us spiritually grow and mature, just like little children in the natural needs all kinds of food to develop physically their physical body. Well, we need that too, Father. And you've provided it in your book called the Bible. We thank you for all the translators who translated out of the original languages. We thank you for those who have written dictionaries for us to look at. We thank you, Father, for all the ways that you help us. Movies and art and songs, paintings, buildings, nature, Science, you use everything, ancient history, civilizations, to help us to grow and learn. You desire for us not to be ignorant spiritually of you, of us, of our enemy here on earth. So we need a lot of help from you. And we thank you that you've given us the most wonderful teacher and prayer partner, the Holy Spirit. He is here for us, with us. He'll guide us and lead us into all that you desire for us to know and learn. He'll watch over us even while we sleep. So we thank you, Father. We thank you for your young son, Christ Jesus, who only lived 33 earthly years. And he was your chosen lamb of sacrifice to bridge a great spiritual gap. To pay the price for our first ancestor, Adam, and all that came after him. 
of the sin of disobedience and trespass. We thank you that your words rang out through love and with love. A father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you heard that cry, that plea of the Lamb of Christ. And you said, yes, it is finished. The forgiveness was applied to everyone who believes in you. And we got birthed, Father, new out of the soul, new creation through the blood, through forgiveness. You overcame hell, death, and the grave for us so that we could say of you, you are our refuge in times of trouble. Thank you for King David. Thank you for your son. And most of all, thank you for you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, number 47. We're going to use Psalms again, written by King David, the second king of Israel. King David wrote songs, poetry, petitions. He had a very intimate relationship with this God of Israel. From the time he was a small child, out in the fields with the sheep, out in the fields with his father's sheep, he heard his voice. And God directed him, but he had to be tested. He's put under old King Saul, that horrible first king. He got, he disobeyed God three times, lost the anointing. God lifted that stuff off of him, put it on King David as a young boy. And he had to go and learn and be under that horrible leader. And then King David did okay. Didn't have the Holy Spirit inside of him. So he was always dependent on Nathan, the prophet. Now he prayed to God, he would hear God, but God wasn't in him. But then when he got out of place, there was a time he was supposed to be out in the field with his soldiers at war. He was at home, bored, was hot. So he goes out to his deck and he sees a beautiful lady named Bathsheba bathing naked out on her top of her house. His eyes lusted and his body wanted. He called for her. And of course, you had to obey the king. She came. He had sex with her. She got pregnant. But she told him, I am married to Uriah. Well, King David wasn't going to let that stand. He went and had Uriah killed in friendly fire. So David became an adulterer, luster, and then a murderer. Oh. And then God went and talked to the prophet. And the prophet Nathan came to David, told him a story about a man who stole a little baby lamb of another, killed it and ate it. And he asked the king for a judgment on that thief. And King David said, that man should be killed. And Nathan, the prophet said, you are the man, King David. You stole Uriah's wife you knew it It wasn't your property you were out of place you were bored and the lust of the flesh just took over David already had wives and children and he said because of your sin of killing Uriah one of your own soldiers the child will die that you conceived in Bathsheba But you will conceive another one, and that one will be named Solomon, and he will become king of Israel. 
But a baby had to die due to a parent's sin, a father's sin. Mm -hmm. That's right. Sin causes death. Maybe not to you, but to others. That's right. That's the law. Sin and you die. That's right. So here in this Psalms 9, 7 through 10, King David is asking you, who is your refuge in times of trouble? Verse number seven. But the Lord shall spiritually endure forever. He is an eternal spirit, just like you inside that dirt. There's a forever person in there. Mm -hmm. And it will live after your earthly body dies and your soul departs. Your spirit will live in eternity. All spirit beings are that way. Every angel, creature, they cannot die. You will not die, the real you. This Lord, who shall spiritually endure forever, he has spiritually, he has a, he has a spiritual throne, a kingdom, a land, a country, a nation. He governs it by right of creation. He's the ruler. He sets the laws. He's the standard. It's called heaven. That's the country. And he rules by his authority and power of being God, a self-sustaining entity. He has a throne, a throne room. He has that seat of authority and dominion, power of judgment. King David was saying, Lord, I know you sit in the throne room. You sit in the throne, the seat of judgment. And you will endure forever. Everything will be judged. Verse 8. And he, the Lord, King David is saying, shall spiritually judge the world in righteousness. That means I'm going to judge the governments, your laws, the actions of your governments, your businesses. Did you value life or death? Did you kill babies in the womb? Or did you want them to live? Did you give in to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life? Or did you love your neighbor in love? He's going to judge the whole world, the government systems that control us, our thoughts, our ideas, our traditions, our cultures, religion. He's going to judge it all. You will not escape, oh, forever person. And he will judge in righteousness according to his kingdom and his laws. Why his laws? Because he created everything. Now, he didn't create the mess down here. He didn't create the kingdom of darkness. He just says, when my light, my Holy Spirit, is not connected to you, you are in darkness, you are in ignorance, and you will be perverted by your pride. You'll be twisted. You will have sensual desires. 
You will look at everything through eyes of the natural. He had problems with some of his first angels. They looked at humanity, the women, and they took on earthly form. He can do that. These spiritual beings can take on that kind of form. I haven't quite yet figured out how they got earthly sperm. Because that would have been something. But that was, God's going to have to teach me on that one. Because they could have gone into a male. And the man of the earth produced the sperm. But the spirit and the perverseness was in the sperm. that caused giants. Biological, natural, physical giants. Could have been that could have been that they were able to create themselves with sperm some kind of from the earth don't know yet a lot of people don't understand where giants come from but we will find out and he shall spiritually judge the world in righteousness he shall minister spiritual judgment to the spiritual people in uprightness of the kingdom of heaven and its laws. If you've been told it is wrong to kill a baby in the womb and you go ahead and do it for whatever reasons, on your day standing before this God, you will be judged on why you did it and there'll be no excuse. Especially when God's people are telling you it's wrong to do that. If you're told, don't go to war. Don't abuse children or animals or nature. Clean up your act. Quit throwing plastic over in the water. Quit polluting the earth. Quit putting pesticides on it. Quit human trafficking people. Quit thinking just about money and investments and making more money quit lying and deceiving everything is going to be judged with spiritual righteousness on that day some of us get it while we're here and we get convicted of our sins and we ask his forgiveness and he provides it then he says get up and go and sin no more Stop doing whatever you're doing. Stop sinning. Oh, but we don't. And a lot of us don't want to be judged by him. Because that would mean we're sinning and disobedience to him. We don't want to turn a blind eye. We don't serve him. We keep him out of our government. He's not a part of our politics, our laws. We have to separate state and God. We're not going to teach them in schools. We're not going to teach them in prayers. You know how many volunteer committee meetings I've been in and nobody opens up with prayer. Nobody prays for anybody. Nobody even thanks God for being here or or these great. No, no, no. He's separate and out of it. And they're trying to solve major problems in task forces and committees by laws and nothing works. And they don't know why because he's left out. Verse number nine, the Lord also will be a spiritual refuge for the oppressed. 
a refuge in times of trouble. For those of us who are doing his work, who allow him to judge us, it's hard down here. We get attacked. I have been poisoned because I loved Satanists and prayed for them. I got attacked in churches by the leadership for loving and trying to help Satanists. My car is shot at. I bring a Satanist, a witch, into my home who was homeless, wanted to be free. And she comes out with scissors to kill me. But it's not her. It's her mother inside of her body and a demon. Earthquakes were happening over there in that darkness because of prayers of love for them. You'll be attacked by your family members, even within your own religion. And he says, when you are one of mine and you are living in righteous state with me. And you are being oppressed. Vexed and tormented, I am your refuge. Little children who cannot defend themselves, he protects their spirit. He might take you out of your body, help you form multiple personalities, block off the memories. Mm -hmm. You don't need to remember all that stuff. He says, just let me birth you anew. I'll throw it away in the sea and forgetfulness. And you will be a new creature that never been abused. But no, these therapists and mental health counselors and support groups, they want you to remember and tell your story over and over and over. Relive it. But you're not healed. Pastor Deborah had an experience like that. It's called It's Time. Jan, who had been abused in all sorts of ways, died. I finally got the realization in my soul that that part of me in my soul died and everything in it. And Pastor Deborah arose. So when I get things from high school reunion, that person doesn't exist. Deborah never went to that high school. Deborah is not even married to this husband. This husband was married to Jan. Deborah did not grow up in another city. Deborah is a new creature in Christ, only knows the kingdom of heaven. That's right. So these are wonderful words of encouragement for you today. When you need spiritual help, he's there. You can call on him. He'll help you out of your body when you're being abused. He'll help you on your deathbed. He'll help you through times of trouble. But he's going to judge you and tell you, go and sin no more. Now, a lot of children, they're not sinning. They can't fight back. But politicians, they know. They're trying to build a government down here, one world government, but not with God. They're trying to build it so the Satan, his Antichrist, his false prophet, and his beast can come forth Mm -hmm. and rule and reign the whole world and have all of humanity subjected to the leaders, one way or the other. Mm hmm. That's at work right now, all the time. Pressure from social media, pressure from politicians, pressure from the law, pressure, pressure, changing laws, changing culture. Mm -hmm. Verse number 10. And they that spiritually know your name, your nature and essence, will spiritually put 
their spiritual trust in you, O Lord, King David is telling us. For you, Lord, have not spiritually forsaken them that spiritually seek you. If you seek him, he will find you. He'll find you in your dreams. He'll show up when you're in the mosque on your knees praying. He'll show up at the wailing wall. He'll show up when you're being abused, when you're on your deathbed. He'll show up when you're at home isolated. Mm -hmm. He'll show up anytime, anywhere. That's right. If you're looking for him, seeking him to be your help and your refuge. And that takes us off to Psalms, another one of King David's poems or songs or prayers or petitions, 91. Verse number 14 through 16. Verse number 14. Because you, oh spiritual little one, that's you, have set your love upon me, the Lord God. Of King David, the God of the Bible. Therefore, will I, the Lord God, deliver you spiritually? That means for your spirit. Now, when you read the Bible, you won't see that word spiritually or spirit. God taught me to put that in front of everything I write and read. So I would train my soul and spirit to see his words are spirit. They're for my spirit. It's about spiritual things. I get a lot of things sent to me and they quote the scriptures, but they have no understanding. They even the flesh must come under rulership of the spirit. God says the Old Testament was talking to the flesh. I couldn't be in them yet, but I was trying to teach them the ways of the flesh must get under control by the spirit. Then this young man, Christ Jesus, comes along and says, these words, they're the father. They're words of spirit. The flesh will not receive words of spirit. It must be disciplined, transformed by the spirit inside of here. So it will learn new things. So he is saying that this Lord God will deliver them spiritually they're forever person who are in spiritual trouble and i will spiritually set him you little one the forever person on spiritual spiritually high because of my spiritual name that you are beginning to know. He will raise you up. Satan and his demons want you down. Bowing in fear and terror of losing your job, losing your life. Bow to a government that God is not even a part of, that God didn't create. That's what they want. So he is saying, if you seek me, you set your heart on me, 
and you call out to me for help, I will help you. And I will spiritually do this because I love you and because you know me. Verse number 15. You shall spiritually call upon me, little one. The Lord God, the King of Israel, the King of David, the God of the Holy Bible. And I will spiritually answer you, little one. He says, you call, I'll talk to you. Call out, even in your dreams. Say, God, help me. He's there. You may not recognize him. You may not hear him, but he's there. And he says, I've overcome death. Upon your earthly death, your forever person will be with me. You will not go to hell. I've overcome hell itself. I will close that thing down. I've released the prisoners. And the grave, oh, this dead, this body will die and become a part of this earth. I'll give you a new body from a new earth. And we'll start all over again. God will have what he wanted. An expansion of the kingdom of heaven on other planets. You know, there are aliens out there, don't you? On the vastness of the galaxies. But he won't send you. Until you're ready to tell them about him. So he starts off, let's get you fixed up. Let's get you and me back together. You calling on me, me answering you. I become your refuge. You learn about me. I learn about you. We build a relationship. So he is saying in verse 15, I'll answer you if you call on me. You don't have to say much. You don't even have to speak out. Let your spirit do it. Mm -hmm. This is still verse 15. I, the Lord, will spiritually be with them in their times of trouble. I, the Lord, will spiritually deliver him out of the hands of their enemies. That's done in disassociation. That's done when you have an out-of-body experience. That's done when he buries the memories. Far away from you. Mm -hmm. That's when death takes you. He frees you from that body. And he frees you from the legality of going to hell. If you believe in him. He's freed you. He said I will deliver you. Out of the hands of the enemies. Death wants to take you. It is your enemy. Death comes in many ways. Purpose. Death of. Hope, and you become hopeless, want to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Death comes to relationships. Death comes to you, to babies. These are your enemies. Death is an enemy. So when you kill a little baby in the womb, you have brought the enemy to the doorsteps inside the womb. And death comes to the baby. Had no choice, no say. But guess what? He overcame that. There's a little human spirit inside that baby. Pastor Deborah's already dedicated and will be there, angels. And we're going to get that forever person out of there. So no matter what you do, you don't win. That baby's going to heaven. Mm -hmm. And you will suffer the consequences of that here on earth. The mother has many problems. 
The doctors, they are so, their conscience is so seared. They have no conscience left anymore about killing. And the nurses, the people who get the money, they are so blind by rage and hate. Maybe racism. Trying to stamp out an inferior race. Mm-hmm. God will have his vengeance. And he will protect the innocence from everything. That means you, Satan. You will not win. You know that. You have never won. I can sense you right now. You're not here in the garden, but I can feel you breathing and the battle that that cherubim is having. I speak out to you, Satan. You lost on the cross. You lost the day you turned yourself into pride and was kicked out of heaven itself. God's on the move. Sorry about that. I had to speak because I could feel him out there raging. Even now, today, right now. Oh, he's mad. Because he's losing day by day. Precious ones that God loves. His plans are being diffused. Not working out. God is always down here working through his people, working, working. And God continues to say, and he will spiritually honor him. All of those who seek and believe on him, that little baby in the womb sits high above on the throne of God, in God's lap above Satan and all of his demons. He is honored with a crown of glory when Satan's in the lake of fire with all of his demons burning and forgotten. That little baby from the womb will go on to a new earth and rise as a king of the kingdom of heaven. Little ones who are abused and trafficked and killed and murdered. Women who are beaten. They will be raised up in great honor. That's right. And the men, their little spirits, they will feel great shame for what they have done through their soul and their body. But they too live in ignorance. And we're trying to educate them about this God and what he wants for all of humanity. Verse number 16, with long spiritual life, will I spiritually satisfy those that seek me as a refuge? He'll help you. Long life, that means eternal, spiritual, long life. You'll be satisfied. He knows what your spirit needs. You will be in a family. You will be loved, accepted, honored. He knows what your spirit needs. He created the spirit to be one with him. And he will spiritually show you his salvation. You will learn, oh, that just the cross on the ground 
was the beginning. You will see that you don't go to hell, purgatory. You will learn up in heaven about salvation, redemption. And you will see more people coming into the kingdom. Then you'll see his eternal everlasting covenant. As the future unfolds, you will learn of his great love for you. The price he paid to save you from darkness and ignorance and sin and Satan. And he is about his work even now, today, right here in the garden with you. And that ends this word of encouragement for this week. It was a powerful one. I could feel and sense Satan. Oh, he's so mad. But he can't do anything. He lost fair and square on a cross. He didn't even know what was going to happen. He thought this Christ Jesus was just going to be like everybody else. And he was going to be trapped in hell with him forever. But he wasn't. Christ went down there covered in sin because that was the only way you could get there. And he got punished for just a little bit. And then all the sin disappeared. And there was the Christ, the anointed son, the very image and likeness of God himself. Clean and pure and righteous. He went up to Satan and said, I want those keys. You no longer have the authority over hell or death in the grave. I got him. Life does now. And I pass those keys and authority and dominion on to Pastor Deborah and all who believe in me. You lose. And he walked over to all the doors in hell. And Tardis and Hades turned that key and said, come on out, Adam. Come on out, woman. Come on out, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come out, King David, King Solomon, King Saul. Come out. Your captivity is over with. I am who you heard was coming. I am the seed that came through a woman that was to crush the head of Satan himself. Oh, he bit at my heel on the cross. But I'm here. I'm the one you've been waiting for. Let's go. And up he took him in his train to heaven with the keys of hell, death, and the grave. Satan lost then. And that still, that victory is still intact and holding. The everlasting covenant between God and humanity holds. He's your refuge. He will fight your battles for you. He will help you find a way of escape when there is no way. He will be there at the moment of death to take you. And there's nothing Satan can do. And he has people like me praying, binding up his works on earth. Going in the realm of the spirit to reach people, going into the darkness of cults, into fundamental people, ISIS terrorist, Islamic terrorist, and the Hindus, the cults, even into religious people that serve ancestors and cultures and tradition. God is working. Always working to reach you, to be your refuge, your king and Lord, to protect you and provide for you, to raise you up in honor and glory.
but you must seek him. He's not far. You just have to have a little belief, not much, that he went to the cross for you, that he had a son named Christ Jesus that died, went to hell, and rose from the grave, glorified and resurrected to show you the new you. That's all you have to believe right now. He'll do the rest. You'll come out of your soul in a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision. You will be birthed a brand new living creature of light. You will live in this light. Pastor Deborah lives in this. You can get closer and closer to it. Because that very light is the light of your spirit. Flows through your veins. It is your essence. It is your nature. It is what you are made out of. It is your clothes of glory and righteousness. So come. He's here. Dear Heavenly Father, be about your work now. Be about doing what all you have desired to do. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62. Set these captives free. Become their refuge. Lift them up in honor and glory. Up into the kingdom. Up beyond all this earth. Up even though they're still here. Help them to transform their souls. Help them so that you can be their refuge. And you can help them in times of trouble. Father, shine your love out. Your victory of the cross. And Father, do what only you can do. Raise them up in honor and glory. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. That was a powerful one. I could feel Satan out there. I guess I better keep a close look. He is furious. Mm -hmm. This God is always, he is down here. He tried to come down to visit us. You know that in the Old Testament on top of a mountain, it was like this with thunder and smoke. It scared the bejesus out of the people. Didn't scare Moses though. Don't be afraid of him. He comes to us gently now. Yeah. He'll see you in your dreams. You might hear him and sense him in music. When you see a little baby looking at you, brand new out of the womb, and you smile and he's in there. He wants to get to know you. Mm -hmm. Be looking for him because he's here. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah, see you next week. And another word of encouragement for you. Bye.